It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, Paul. Good evening, sir, and welcome all to our monthly podcast now, our football book podcast with Andy Satchwell from myfootballbooks.com and me, <coughs> Paul Collins. How are you? You're right. I'm, I'm good. Yourself? I'm very well, actually. I'm quite happy with myself. I've just cooked a chicken tikka masala. So, oh, fabulous. Uh, yeah, I get in that kitchen, open a bottle of wine and, and start to create. Um, you Excellent. are, yeah, you are a connoisseur of books, sir. <laughs> we are going to be talking for an hour of football books. Um, you're going to be the lead. I'm going to be your stooge. And when you <laughs> okay. mention a book that um, I've duplicated, um, yep. i.e. I've liked what you've said, I'm going to say snap. So I'm going Excellent. to say, before we start, is there a book that you're going to mention tonight that you would say, Paul would say, snap with that book? I'll give the first one. Oh, I think there might be, yes. Yeah, I think let's, there could be a couple. Let's get the what, first... Should I go straight off? Yeah, let's get the first one out um, <laughs> as, as a snap. What you think a snap will be, and then we'll yeah. uh, we'll take the lead from there. Let's go for Ian Story Moore. Absolutely spot on. Bang, <laughs> snap. We will be Excellent. talking about Story Moore later, because I've done a couple of podcasts with the legend... Brilliant. And um, we will talk in more depth about Ian Storymore and how you can access yeah. the podcast that we've done with him. First of all, I want to talk about your newsletter that's just yep. recently come out and also how, how people can link up with you via your Patreon site. Yeah, excellent. Thank you for that. So, yeah, I do a monthly newsletter which um, uh, pretty much shares sort of, uh, what the latest releases are out at the moment, and then obviously what books are, are coming out uh, soon, which is what's going to take up most of this podcast that we'll talk about, and uh, October is uh, a bumper month, to say the least, in terms of new releases. Uh, but, um, yeah, the website, uh, it's the largest um, football book-only website in the world, uh, com. It can, you can connect with me via Twitter, via Facebook, uh, and, uh, yeah, I have a patron as well, um, which is aimed at both uh, readers, authors, and publishers. So to give a reader uh, a patron for just £2 a month, um, you help and support me and the work that I do, uh, and um, we're really promoting reading and football books in general, so helping authors as well spread the word. So, uh, um, And you do get a complimentary My Football bookmark, so uh, I'm hoping you've got one, Paul. I can't remember if I've ever sent you one. If I've not, I'll make sure I do that after this. You know, um, you know where my bookmark is. It's on about page two hundred and seventy of Granddad. What was football like in the seventies? I've also got yeah. one of your iconic mugs as well. <laughs> and I am a patron of yours, as you are a patron 
with our football book uh, projects. We're not just football book, but our football project that we 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 do. Mull off my music of Alan Hudson. We do the current view with Terry Curran, Legends of the Seventies. Our football yeah. book uh, corner and many many others, including Game of My Life with players of the seventies and early eighties that we hook up with and they talk about one of their favourite games that they've ever played in, as is all the W's dot SRB, sorry, patreon.com forward slash SRB media. So I think we've we've got that um, out in the open. And guys, it is great because when you do link up and when you do pay mm. to our Patreon site, it does make a difference. We all do work yeah. very, very hard in trying to give you the best quality of podcast that we can possibly be. I always say to Chris, we're not the BBC yeah. and we have got full-time jobs as well. Birmingham yeah. City are just kicking off against West Bromwich Albion. Looks as though it's fireworks night and no one's turned up. Because, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, the top and the bottom of the tilt and there's still no uh, seats in there. So it really is a weird atmosphere. I was at Villa it Park last weird. night. Did you see it on the fan- telly? Yeah. Villa Park yeah. was fantastic last night. Um, so, yeah, let's get kicking off. And um, what have you got? I also subscribe to When Saturday Comes and mm. uh, Back Pass. So I'm going yeah. to be looking at what books that they have also in their... Um, they just call it books. They've got no book corner. But in, in yeah. that's in When Saturday Comes. But in uh, Back Pass magazine, it's Bookshelf by John Cully. Um, so it would be great if we could link up with these guys, as it would be yeah. great if we could link up with some of the publishers, Pitch being the main one, and I'm mm, guessing there's yeah. going to be a number of Pitch publications that you're going to be talking away, so the floor is yours, sir. There will be. Yeah, can I just add to that as well, in terms of what you said about the introduction, so in terms of uh, the patrons as well, it does really help, so... Uh, uh, and the aim of uh, so the website that I'll run there is obviously a cost to running it, etc. And uh, you know what your support helps just to continue doing that. And then uh, and then they've effectively um, I got a lot of people approaching me uh, about football books that's coming up and how we could promote them. And that's really what I do really to support them as well. So uh, and on that, anyone wants to reach out if you've got a book coming up, then let us know. Um, but what I will say is October is. Um, uh, well, I've never known it's so busy. It's definitely, there's over 40 books um, that I know of that's due out in October. It's um, by far the busiest month I've ever known, uh, which is incredible. I'm covering such a wide range. But I'm going to kick off, though, with a book that's come out. So I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Ones that's come out in September uh, and then ones that are due to come out um, in the coming month uh, as we speak. And the first one I'm going to kick off with is uh, called Connecting the Continents. Snap. Um, by <laughs> Snap. Excellent. Well, we started. Well, I'm in here, Paul. <laughs> you know, I thought his ball got the attention as well. Yeah. yeah. So Gavin H. McC- uh, McPhee, uh, it's his first book as well, and a cracking book as well, uh, Connecting the Continents, it's about the birth of the European Cup and the football and football's golden age. Yeah. So uh, uh, cracking read. Um, it's just a humble beginning to the European Cup. But I actually like the way it's written. He talks very much about how football began. When you think of uh, like Queen's Park and you know, it began in uh, Scotland and England and the FA Cup. And there's references to some of the great coaches through the time from Jimmy Hogan. The man that talks about the Metropa Cup. There's a book recently come out by a guy called Joe Raff. And then it moves on into the, um, the European Cup. And it covers... Um, 
the early years from 1955 up to 1969 and it perfectly does that as well so uh, to pick up a particular area when there was so much change so it covers each of those seasons uh, and uh, just for just remarkable in terms of um, what it went through in those periods um, and just to pick out a couple of bits from the book itself um, well you think of the you'll probably know that from the first start you've got the first few years, I think it's four on the trot, but Real Madrid. Five, yeah, uh, five on the spin. Five, is it five? Sorry, five yeah. Five on the spin, yeah, Madrid, yeah. Yeah, and that mm. was down to, as it talks about here, You, one of the main reasons for that was, as they call, as he writes here, Bernabeu's original Galactico was the great um, Alfredo de Stefano. Yeah, Alberto. Yeah, Argentinian, played for Argentina, Colombia and Spain. And the great, yeah. of course, Venice Pushkas. Uh, Francisco yeah. Pento played in that team. They were a fabulous team that were the uh, the pioneers. I mean, they, before anybody oh, started, they'd, they'd won five European Cups. And, yeah. And, and, and fondly remembered to this day, and rightly so. Uh, I love these books of historical content. Um, yeah. When you look at Joe's, Joe Raff's book, uh, Metropa Cup, then you look at Con- uh, Connecting the Continent uh, by yeah. Gavin H. Uh, McPhee, so you've got really the birth of the the inset the concept of of the of, of a cup that's been played in Europe, and yeah. then all the way up to to really the beginning of for me the the golden decade those halcyon days of football the seventies. So I'm very yeah. much looking forward to uh, Gavin. If you haven't written a book about <laughs> the seventies of the European Cup, very much looking forward to that. But Stephen Scrag has also written a book about the European Cup while we're still talking of European Cup. So you, you've got three great books about yeah. the birth of, of, of top-flight football in Europe, haven't you? Oh, no, amazing. Stephen Gregg's um, a trilogy of those books as well mm. on European football, which uh, uh fantastic. But yeah, this one, I love the way he purposely finishes off, actually, just before Ajax come into it, you know, in the and the total football, etc., in the early 1970s. Yes. Um, but again, it's just uh, things out here you you forget about. And actually, I like the quote in here, actually, it says in here about um, how how much it did change, and that's why he picks on the, the first, uh, the early part of the European Cup. So the 1950s, he puts here, it was a defining time for the game. It was a decade. There was three World Cups, all of which, which had historic uh, final games. And the the arrival of club competitions, um, it was just a, a defining time, really, as the game was getting ever more increasing, and obviously moving into to Europe, which England team, English teams were not involved in, British teams were not involved with at the very start, no. of course. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it's just fascinating when it takes you through in terms of then, it was Benfica and the great Bella Gutman. So it really talks about the teams and also the great coaches as well. And... Um, Oh, just some great, great, great stories. And um, when you think of some of the great teams, Sabio, Benfica, and then you've got Milan, Inter Milan, uh, and then, you, then it moves into when Celtic, of course, the first British team to win it in Lisbon, Lisbon Lions. Yeah, Lisbon Lions, yeah. Before, before Manchester United, of course, famously at Wembley. Yeah. Um, and it refers back, of course, that terrible tragedy in Munich 10 years before that, etc. You just, it's just a, the whole mixture of you know how football used to be, and it's wonderful. And I, I love the way, of course, it's about the champions of the Europe as well. So not like the Champions League, which is not the champions league. <laughs> if you get my drift, Paul. 
Yeah, Champions League, it, it isn't the Champions. Back in those days, <laughs> European Cup, it was the Champions, and, and Champions were competing in not a league, but a cup of, of Europe, and um, there's a number yep. of those books that give some great stories, and in particular, the story of uh, Bella Gutman and, and Benfica. I love that yeah. one. He went for a pay rise. They wouldn't give it to the Kirsten. <laughs> yeah. And they haven't won the European Cup since. So, uh, and, and and then, of, of course, El Grande uh, Inter uh, yes. was uh, so prominent in the 60s. Then when you look at the 70s, dominated by early doors, the Dutch with Feyenoord in 70, uh, then yeah. 71, 72, 73, Ajax. And then three years on top of that, the great Bayern Munich, uh, yeah. inspired by yeah, the great Gerd Muller, who's just recently had a statue erected outside the Allianz Stadium. So, you know, the, the, just some great sides and, and, yeah. and football competitions were won by a scattering of, of clubs back in those days. Of course, you can almost name who's going to be in the semi-finals uh, today because yeah. of the money that's involved in football. So, uh, yeah. so, yeah, a great start there. And, and of course, Europe um, is in the news because we've just yeah. witnessed the latest round of, of Champions Leagues and they look as though they're going to change it uh, just wow. before Euro yeah. 28, don't they? And yeah, going to have a European Super League. So watch this space. It's an ever... Um, an ever-increasing circle, I believe, not a decreasing circle, as a TV programme would suggest. Yeah, and he touches on that. And also in his introduction, he talks about, you know, again, like I mentioned about the early stages of football and, the, you know, with the FA Cup and things like that. And then he, he bookends it, how, how football's changing and uh, uh, the, the reach of football and, um, and the global and the TV and how it's changed in terms of how people watch and enjoy the beautiful game. Absolutely. Various different guises. So, uh, fascinating, fascinating book. Great book. And, uh, yeah, it's his first book as well. And uh, it's a cracking start for a first book. So, uh, I must say. So, well done, Gavin. And who's published that book? It's I think it's, it's pretty much... Well, it's, it's called Spadeburn Road okay. Media. They're quite an independent, I'm guessing. Yeah. So, uh, nice. um, it says on the back, it's, it's got his WW Gavin hmcfee.com so it might be some, it's, I guess it's self-published mm. so uh, yeah well done to him because it's a cracking looking book as well so it's uh, you know, it's a good good feel to it and it's a good chunk of the book a good 260 odd pages have you read it all? So, uh, I haven't read through it I must admit I'm a, I'm a bit one of these sometimes I tend to skip through it I will yeah, I sure. will go read through all of it I'll skip mm. through it yeah yeah uh, um, but I will take time out to read it properly so mm. uh but um, I always just, uh, if I'm honest, when I at first I'll have a glance over it, yeah, pick yeah, through yeah. bits. Do you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's I'd, no I'd, pictures I'd in it. Just look at the pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. So no, cracking book that one. Um, shall I move on to the next one then? So you I'll carry on. on as say, you are the lead. Uh, <laughs> I'm moving to October then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, well, but, but before you do start in October, what is the best on. month? to uh, bring a book out, in your opinion? Yeah, well, it's funny you should say that. October. Now, it's always the busiest time because it's that Christmas. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too 
like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Up to Christmas, and that's why, uh, and I've never seen too many come out, I must admit. But that's, yeah. that's, I think there's two things happen there. I mean, there's a, there's, the reading has got more popular. There's no doubt about it. There's lots of... Um, things that I see is the reasons why with COVID and things like that, and yeah. people had more time at home. It's, and then the second reason, it's just the quality of football writing. Yeah. It's massively increased. And uh, I think people realise as well, there's so many different stories. You yeah, can, like I put on the website, you've, you've got books around the history mm. of uh, football, about its grounds, about its shirts. Yeah. You know, there's so many different uh, genres and, so many great stories of individuals, of players, etc. But October is the time if you're going to bring a book out. And then probably the other busiest time is probably around about April, where yeah, it yeah. seems to, uh, yeah, around about that period as well. But yeah, around about now, it certainly gets uh, uh, hotter. You don't see many books come out in December. <laughs> no, they've missed about, haven't they, literally? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the next one I was going to mention. So uh, this is a guy that's co- um, contributed to ourselves as well at my football books. He's done a couple of book reviews for us. Is uh, an author called Callum McFadden, um, and his book's called Behind the Curtain of the Beautiful Game. Okay. It's a collection of uh, short stories taking you closer to characters and the charm of football uh, across the globe. So uh, I followed Callum for a while um, on Twitter. So this is this is out published through Morgan. Lawrence uh, Publishing Services. Oh, got you. Published yeah. quite a few recently. So, uh, yeah, they have. Yeah. Um, but a, a great chap. He always comes across really well whenever I've um, I'm liaised with him as well. And uh, this is his first ever book. And, uh, um, you know, it's one of those things. You know, I've never wrote a book. And it, it, he puts in here about it's one of these uh, bucket lists that say tickets off. Um, and he's got his real love for football. He talks about it's very. Um, open as well because the the, pro, um, the profits from the book go to um, a mental health charity called Man on in the Clyde okay. uh, and he talks about the reasons why he's done that because he's had his ups and downs in his life uh, he had to struggle with bouts of depression when he, he lost his father when he was just 14 and uh, it just it, the stories that he then comes out with because his whole the area he talks with um, footballers you've got the likes of John McGovern uh, Willie Morgan, uh, Sammy McElroy, mm-hmm. and then he goes to managers. Um, he's got a great chapter in here. We did an interview with Craig Brown as well, sadly okay. before he passed away in the COVID times, and yeah. it's quite touching in there as well. He talks about um, how he was, uh, I think it was over a Zoom, uh, and he was expecting probably 15 minutes chat with Craig Brown, something like that, but it went on for three hours. It's amazing, the you know. just a, yeah, mm. he just let, he just, he just, yeah. It was amazing. It just didn't. Um, he had so much time for Callum and just talked to him and talked to him. 
and he actually uh, puts it in the first part of his book. He dedicates part of it to him. So, uh, but it's a great mixture. And he also talks to people off the field, like Johnny Owen. You put you heard you yeah, Johnny, Johnny Owen yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's short stories of Johnny Owen as well. So uh, it's a right mixture of people, it really is. So uh, uh, lovely, yeah, set of short stories. So well done, Callum. So yeah, nice little book that one. Um, it only come out on. Well, no, I think it only came out yesterday as we we're talking. So that's right. 5th, 5th of October. And all so, these um, books but, are yeah. on your socials. So, guys, if you yeah. want to look at them, they're all on Andy's. Because this is it. We're promoting books that people are either yeah. uh, sending you or you're just promoting on your site. So that's the easiest way to get your book um, spoken about, promoted. I, I guess that's what we do in a, yeah. you know, a fashion we don't go. Yeah. We don't go into them, you know, from cover to cover and and speak at great lengths. We mention the books, but yeah. you know, interact with Andy, send Andy your books, and engage with Andy, and then we talk about it on the podcast. It's yeah, hopefully, gives you, hopefully gives you a bit of flavour on this podcast because uh, to talk about all forty books, um, we'd certainly be going well over an hour, wouldn't we, Paul? If we were to do that we, so we've in all, any more we've, detail. We've almost done <laughs> two and a half, three hours on some of our podcasts. We do need to squeeze it down to an hour every month. Um, and that's what we're, what's what we're aiming to do. So we what, are. what you got next, mate? Next one, I'm going to go back to September. As I said, I'll uh, go to and from. This is sticking with uh, another book that came out from Morgan Lawrence Publishing Services. Like I said, they've been in a bit of a role in the moment. And this is a book um, called Game of Two Hearts, My Life in Football and Beyond. My guy, um, it's a, John uh, Brinley. It's an autobiography. No, John, Mark O'Brien, his name no, is. John Brinley wrote it, didn't he? Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, mm. with John Brinley. Yeah, John. Sorry, yeah, spot on, yeah, that's yeah. it. So, uh, uh, Mark O'Brien, he became um, one of Derby County's youngest ever footballers at just the age of 16. And he talks about when his life was turned upside down because he faced heart surgery. Uh, no symptoms whatsoever. Uh, it was just discovered following a like a routine health check. So mm. um, it's just about his life. And he, he goes from there. Uh, it was Nigel Clough that was manager at the time at Derby County. And then he later went on to move to Newport County, where he became a bit of a legend at Newport yeah. County because he scored um, uh, a bit of an iconic goal. Uh, I do love a bit, actually. There's a photo in this. It just reminds me, as I said that, he's got photos in the middle. And he says when he first signed for Newport County, he didn't even know Newport was in Wales. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no idea where. I mean, where to be the fair, there are two Newports. <laughs> yeah, true. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's uh, he scored a um, a last caps goal, which saved the side from relegation from the football league, and then uh, he captained them to a, an FA Cup run uh, before. Uh, yeah, he finally his career came to an end. Um, during COVID, I believe. So, yeah, it's his story um, yeah, about his career. And he also played for Motherwell, Luton, Southport, uh, and a mixture of others. But, uh, again, one of these yeah, players, uh, Mark O'Brien is not a name I'm no. overly familiar with. No, I'm right. Um, but, again, you know, he's getting his, getting his story out there and sharing it. And they've all, always got, you know, stories about his, you know, heart surgery, etc. It's just what it, you know going through all of that when you're starting out your football career and carrying on and just, you know, doing the best you got with what you've got. Absolutely. So, and John Brilly also wrote uh, Give Me the Ball by mm, Terry Curran. Uh, did. One of our podcast partners, the great TC. So, uh, yeah, John Brilly, I've had a few conversations with John. 
top man yeah. and a mm. really, really good author as well. So uh, check that book out. What have we got next, mate? Excellent. Well, book's coming up then. This is a, well, it's actually just come out. It's just come out, I think, as of yesterday. It's a revised and updated version of uh, one of our, one of my top 20 favourite books of all time. Um, so that's called Fergie Rises. Okay. It's by yeah. a guy called Michael Grant. And it talks, it basically takes on uh, Sir Alex Ferguson uh, and his time at Aberdeen. Yep. Uh, and um, he, re- well, he retired in 2013, wasn't it? But, uh, at that time, he when he took over at Aberdeen, I think he'd just been recently sacked by St. Mirren, uh, and he was already like a divisive figure. You know, he had a bit of a reputation for trouble, a lot to prove, etc. But what he went on to achieve there, well, was incredible. With, of course, he won the Winners Cup, wasn't it then? Yes, he did. In yeah. uh, Gothenburg, mm. if I remember rightly. Uh, but in the book Gary itself... scored the winner, didn't they, that day? That sounds about right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but it's... Um, it's um, yeah, brilliant book. It's a retelling of um, how his, his time then. So it's been revised. Uh, I've not seen it. I've not read it yet. So I don't know how it differs, I must admit, from when it first came out. What yeah, was that about get... 10 years ago? Yeah, but, uh, Michael Grant. Yeah. Because the thing is, when uh... you're revising it, you, it's like there's not mm. much that's changed, is there? Yeah, so we're interested no. to see what he's added to it, I must yeah. admit. So, uh, but if he's added to it, in a good... well, it's a great book anyway. So, uh, but. Yeah. Um, Again, you know, backstories of some of these managers. But, you know, everyone thinks obviously it's Manchester United, but before that and what he achieved at Aberdeen was was pretty special as well. Absolutely. So, um, and then if I move on then, so I'm going to pull it back again. I've got one more from Morgan Lawrence uh, Publishing. As you can tell, they sent me a few books. Um, <laughs> this one's uh, Sean Teal. Uh, here, there and everywhere. The good, the bad and everything in between. So... Uh, if you remember Sean Teal, he um, he played. I, I like it actually in this book. I like these books at the back where they actually put their stats around the career. Right. So he played at Villa mainly. So uh, during 1991, 95, um, 181 appearances. Sean yeah, Teal made good centre half for Villa. He yeah, was, big big him, yeah. didn't he? Played for um, played for Ron yeah. in those glory yeah. days. Didn't he pass, partner um, Paul McGrath? Um, I think he did. Yeah, it mm, must be around about that time. Yeah, and I, I can't remember. Yeah. I, I don't know whether no, it was Big Hugo because I mean Villa had Big Hugo, they had Sean Till, they had Paul McGrath, then Gareth Safegate. Uh, come on, I mean Villa have always had really, really good players. Villa, yeah. Villa, Villa usually have bought players off Quality Street, and and modern, <laughs> uh, Birmingham have bought them from the gutter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a fundamental yeah. difference between the two <laughs> teams in Birmingham. But yeah, Sean and Rob Carlos. Um, a pal of mine yeah. has, uh, has written the yeah. book. Rob's got a, a few books um, that have come out recently. The, the Manchester United uh, book about the treble. We've done a podcast yeah. with Rob. So go to wherever you access your podcast and and um, go to SRB Media and scroll down and you'll see a podcast with, uh, with myself and Rob Carlos talking about his book when uh, Manchester United won the treble. And he's also yeah. got a book coming out, I think it's next year now, about uh, the League Cup. So I'm uh, very much ah. looking forward to that coming out. Because if you remember, uh, you know, a few podcasts back... this We've is, mentioned it. Yeah, this yeah. is episode number 14 tonight. But, um, okay, yeah, yeah, quite a few months ago. And I said to you, yeah, <laughs> I like that noise. <laughs> um, it sounds a bit like the Darren Farley when he does a Stephen Gerrard. I love the way he does that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I said, Excellent. is there a book 
about the League Cup because there's many, many, many books about the FA Cup, but nothing really about the League Cup. And Rob has um, cornered that market, and the book Brilliant. will be out next year. So very much looking forward to that. So well done, Rob Carlos. And uh, there's a big, reach big from our fans. podcast, isn't there? So there right. seems to be a, a bit of a, there's a bit of a reach of our podcast. It seems to be we drop ideas and people come up with uh, suddenly books because um, the one I'm going to come on to is Ian Story Moore and I remember you you mentioned many time ago that uh, he had no no intention of writing a book did he? So no, uh, he didn't. until now. <laughs> well, if you go on, again, if you go on to guys uh, SRB Media, mm. I tend to go on Spotify <laughs> or Apple. Um, yeah. Them are the, the the two sources of of how I access my podcast or our Patreon site. Um, and I've done a podcast with, and I'm not going to tell you how it come about, but it's a <laughs> great story of how the book come about. Because when I first hooked up with Ian Storymore, I said yeah. to him, "I said Ian, you're an absolute legend, and particularly at Forest." Um, yeah. Before Brian took over at Forest, you played in the most successful team that Forest mm. have ever had, and um, and he said, <laughs> "Well, you know, Gabby, all football players or majority of football players, they're so modest, and it's like, yeah. well, who'd want to read my book? I mean, everybody would, <laughs> but it, but it, <laughs> it, it didn't want to. And and then if you go on to, you'll hear the story, and it's a great story of why Ian Storymore." Um, then decided to uh, to write that book, and it and it is just yeah. absolutely fantastic, and it it just shows the modesty of the fella. Um, Incredible. And I'm going to do another podcast with Ian, so we've we've done that one um, of how the book uh, come about. We've also done the uh, um, my seventies, the legends of the seventies. And um, we're going to be doing another podcast with Ian Storymore. Well, we've done Game of My Life when he yeah. talked about the iconic game that Forrest um, beat Everton in 1967. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't realise until last night, and so I love doing all these things because mm. I learned so much. I didn't realise in August 1968, when Nottingham Forest played Leeds United, there was a big fire. At the city ground. Now, was that 78 was that? 68. Mm. 1968. Six, I was going to, yeah, 68, yeah. 68, sorry, yeah. No, sorry if I did. I apologise. Um, yeah. But it was 1968. So, Storymore Story probably played in that game. So, um be interesting mm. to, when I link up again with Storymore, because we're going to do my starting 11, with all the players he's ever played with, what his starting 11 would be. So, and, and I, I can't speak. Any high, any more highly of Storymore? What a lovely, lovely yeah. man! If I can interject that, I listened to your podcast with it, and uh, I, you've, I think you've wrapped it up further. He's such a modest guy, isn't he? And I, yeah. yeah, I love the story he said about how uh, the two guys approached him about the book, <laughs> and uh, and just yeah, it's just so good. Who would want to hear my story? It's just. Yeah, it's just yeah, just extraordinary, isn't it? And, he, and so, he, uh, he is one that I will just at any time text mm. him, and um, you know if if he's not busy, so I, I always wow. text former professionals because you never know what they're doing. They've got busy lives, yeah. etc., etc. 
And to listen to the rest of this podcast, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. Thank you.